Hello, my name is Nikki Gay and welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. Despite their oil wells, five of the six countries of the Central African Economic and Monetary Community, that is Cameroon, Central African Republic, Chad, Equatorial Guinea, Gabon and Republic of Congo, have not been able to avoid the so-called resource curse. These countries have been plagued with low levels of growth, widespread unemployment and high levels of poverty, partly due to the ineffective management of their oil resources. In a new book titled Oil Wells in Central Africa, Policies for Inclusive Growth, several IMF economists analyzed the challenges of managing oil wells in the region and outlined policies that could help overcome them. Earlier, I spoke with Charmini Khoury, director of the IMF's Institute of Capacity Development and editor of the book. She began by telling me about the history of oil production in the region. Now, the Republic of Congo um, and Cameroon have been exporting oil since the late 1950s to 1960s. Uh, Others, such as uh, Chad, it's been more recent, since about 2000, that major development took place. And CAR actually has uh, no oil at the moment. But oil is tremendously important in these regions' economies. Uh, If you take the region as a whole... Oil accounts for 41% of the regional uh, GDP, it's 86% of total goods exports, and 67% of the region's fiscal revenue. So how transformative could oil be for the economies of some countries? How could it change their economic faith? Well, if oil were properly used, it could be completely transformative. The paradox that we are in at the moment is most of these countries are middle-income countries. Uh, Gabon has a per capita income of in something in the order of uh, $10,000 uh, per, per capita per year. And yet, in terms of development, these countries are not uh, anywhere near where they should be for the given level of income. So if, you, if the oil money were used well, it would be transformative. They could at least catch up with countries at comparable levels of income. Uh, but just to give you an example, the human, in terms of the Human Development Index, which the World Bank uses, out of 169 countries, Chad is 163, Central African Republic is 159, Cameroon is 131, Republic of Congo is 126, Equatorial Guinea is 117, so, and Gabon is at 93rd place. So, you know, we're looking at countries that really could do a much better job of uh, developing their human resources. And so the transformative factor of oil has been limited. Are the causes things like corruption, perhaps, or just what type of bad policy have they been using? Yeah, I mean, the CMAC region has, has faced some particular challenges. One of the very important challenges has been um, conflict. Chad, uh, people know, uh, in fact, has uh, fairly recent. In the CAR has also been subject to, to conflict. Republic of Congo went through a, a civil war. The conflict has often been on the control of resources. So that's a challenge that they've had to face. Uh, a second one is the boom-bust cycles that these countries have also uh, undergone. Uh, that is, when oil prices are high, spending just explodes, oil prices decline, the spending doesn't adjust quickly, and then they overspend, and, and then there are uh, economic problems, and, and so this has gone on. 
Uh, I mentioned the low human development indicators. So what has essentially happened is, yes, there has been not sufficient uh, investment in productive things like infrastructure, productive infrastructure, uh, health and education, partly because um, funds have been misused. Uh, Another factor is that because you have a very dominant sector, the economies are relatively undiverse. So it's difficult for people to find employment because the oil sector only employs very few people. But its dominance means that other industries find it hard to survive side by side with the oil sector. Uh, The region also has a very low level of regional integration. Because they export so much oil and the trade is with the outside world, they do not really trade with each other uh, very much compared to even the West African Monetary Union. So there are a number of challenges that they have faced. Oil wealth is not always a blessing. And in actual fact, I mean, countries like Nigeria have struggled in managing this resource effectively. So how could the CMAC countries avoid the pitfalls that other countries have fallen into? It's clearly not been a blessing so far for these countries. Um, How can they avoid the pitfalls? Well, one of the most important things is is breaking what we call uh, pro-cyclical fiscal policies, that is these boom-bust cycles. You know, and this could be done through multi-year planning of budgets by having budgets based on sustainable oil revenue estimates rather than just the current level of oil revenue. Uh, Second and a very important thing is is improving governance and transparency of oil wealth. Governance has been a, a huge issue, as I mentioned before, and one way to improve the governance of oil revenues is to increase transparency. Of the countries that are in this region, none of them are fully compliant with EITI. This is the Extractive Industries Transparency Initiative. Their budgets are some of the most opaque in the in the region. They're opaque relative to other sub-Saharan African countries. They are some of the most opaque in the world. Uh, so we think that uh, we're proposing that more transparency in how the money is spent would uh, improve the use of the oil money. Um, a, a third aspect to look at is enhancing the growth and competitiveness of the non-oil sector. I talked about diversification earlier. One of the most important things is to make the public investment productive. Um, the sad fact of the matter is these countries today spend literally billions of U.S. dollars on public investment. Yet if you go there, you will not find roads uh, uh, that are commensurate with the level of spending. So. It's uh, something that needs to be attended to. Again, you know, proper project evaluation, proper capacity to affect, to assess investment projects, uh, multi-year planning of budgeting and planning. These are essential to get the public infrastructure fixed. A second very important thing is investing in, in people. Uh, we, we talk in the book about uh, getting inclusive growth, and one of the most obvious and relatively easy ways of making growth uh, inclusive is to spend your oil money on better health and education. There is no reason why at income levels of five to $10,000 a year that mothers should be dying of childbirth, why children should die because they are not vaccinated, why there is no access to safe drinking water. These are choices that are made, and so more effective spending on, on basic health and education would do a lot. The other aspect is to improve the business climate. Uh, Clearly, uh, having a more transparent process for setting up businesses, for trying to eliminate uh, corruption, and improving the investment climate for, for businesses, for private investment. 
And I also meant, want to mention, finally, the deepening of regional integration. It's important to remove trade barriers. The community has very high uh, common external tariff. It's higher than most other countries, and there are surcharges in addition across borders. There needs to be greater efforts to uh, improve labor mobility. Uh, so there are many things that uh, could be done on the regional integration front that would also help um, the CMAC region reach its uh, full potential. Just finally, when you're on the ground and conversing with the authorities and such, do you see such a willingness to undertake these policies? To some extent, there is a reluctance to move because at the end of the day, these are political choices and I think there are political factors that constrain the ability to act. Uh, there are some countries that are making more progress than others. We think that with greater awareness and also particularly of the costs of what is not being achieved. I mean, the human costs of the, the lost opportunities are, are so huge, and I do think that as policy makers become more and more aware of them and more aware that they can actually do something about this, that um, these uh, circumstances will change. This was Sharmini Khoury, director of the IMS Institute of Capacity Development, speaking on how to manage oil wells in Central Africa. And to hear more podcasts, please log on to www.imf.org/podcasts.